You're listening to Tabletop Arcanum, a podcast dedicated to learning and exploring the hobby of tabletop gaming. Your hosts are Justin Taylor and Richard Geese, so sit back and relax as we talk, discuss, and joke our way through the hobby we love so much. Skill Pinball is a roll-and-write game that brings excitement of pinball arcades to your table. No reflex required. Hit bumpers and drop target. Gain skill shot. Activate the multi-ball and play some mini-games on the back glass. About to lose a ball? You can even nudge the table, but be careful not to tilt. Challenge your friends using the same tables and dice results. See who can score the most points. Or play solo and try to beat your high score. In 4K, you play on one of four different tables, each with its own challenges and bonuses. Welcome to Tabletop Arcanum. This is Justin. And Mindy. And today we bring you a review of Super Skill Pinball Arcade by WizKids. This is designed by Jeff Eaglestein, and he's in about 30 minutes, ages 12 up, 1 to 4 players, and MSRP is sitting at $24.99. So this is a roll and write pinball game. So it's like most roll and write games, you roll dice, you mark down on your board, but you're emulating a pinball machine instead. And the four kid comes in because there's four different arcades to play. There's Carnival, which is a very basic, traditional style of a pinball table. There's a cyberpunk style one, Dance Fever, and Dragon Slayer. Each one presents its own different layout challenges, mini games, etc. So, and complexity as well. The neat thing is, the one box is up to four players, so you can actually have everybody playing the same table supplies for it and it's all dry and erased so it's not like roll and write games where you have the score pad you're gonna rip off and put on a score pad eventually everything you need is right there and you'll use it forever until the dry marker runs out but that's not uncommon for most <laughs> games with what a dry erase but overall what were your first impressions on this one Mindy? i really liked the pictures the setup the box of it it wasn't too big and the actual like boards that you're playing on they are dry erase so they're actually rather thick boards which is really nice you can actually clearly see everything on the board there's not so much going on that you can't really know what you're doing And then you also have another board that is your scoring portion of it. I think that was really nice to have the two different boards so that you don't accidentally unmark your score. (laughs) You can try and keep better track of everything. So I really liked how it looked. I liked how it just felt. And then even little pinball balls that it came with, especially for being something that is flat, they're half pinballs so they sit really nicely on your board if you're doing anything with them overall i think it looked really good how about for you it's got great table presence this is something like if i saw these arcade cabinets in real life at an arcade and they were like real pinball machines it would cause me to probably walk over to them and check them out you know maybe not the carnival one because it's a little like cartoony and and like sideshow style but at the same time they're eye-catching like you said they have Lots of color, lots of stuff going on, lots of graphic design work put into it. And it is busy in the sense that it looks like a pinball table would, where there's colors and, and graphics everywhere. But there are clearly defined zones, and how the game mechanics work are relatively clearly outlined on there, so you're, there really isn't any question about what's going on. Uh, another thing that uh, my first impression, honestly, was... How do you capture the tension and excitement and reflexes of pinball in a roll-and-write game? 
Well, apparently Jeff Eagleson figured it out and found a way to do it because it plays like you're playing a pinball simulator. And it's like this weird feeling of like, no, no, seriously, you are. It may not be as fast as pinball, but those knuckle crunching like, oh man, I just need the roll to go the right way. Otherwise, I'm going to lose my ball and then I'm going to have to start another ball out. Like, the tilt mechanic was this beautiful little, like, introduction. So, like, all these things captured everything you think you would want in a pinball game. That is a tabletop version. Right. Let's talk about what does it do well. So, I think it does well with the different zones and the actual pinball layout. You know, you're trying to bring your ball down as slowly as you can throughout and kind of get it back up there so that you're not trying to go through your balls so quickly. I think it does well with giving you options of where that ball can go based on the rolls. I think it also does well with the ability of having the two dice. You can decide which number you want to use when you're in a single ball playing feature, but then also kind of giving you that like multi-ball where you definitely have to use both of them, so now you have to be a little bit more careful. I think it also does really well at the point system per se. There were times when I felt farther behind, but then all of a sudden it's one play or one multi-ball that I got out that other people had already had out that all of a sudden I've got a bunch of points. You may feel like you're behind, but all of a sudden you're getting tons of points that you didn't really realize that you could be getting beforehand. So those are things I think it did well. What do you think? So it's interesting because like i think what it does is it captures all that fun of pinball like i said kind of in the introduction for it while still maintaining a tabletop game presence the scoring is definitely one of those pieces that i think it does exceptionally well i can't even fathom how much thought and tweaking came into the scoring process because you're right there are games that we had players sitting 50 60 70 points ahead of another player and that was because they hit a multiplier multi-ball sort of bonus before the other player did so they got their stuff going a little bit sooner because that's the choices they made and i think the other thing is you're right when you get that for yourself you'll catch up and maybe they'll get one two three points each turn not much and then you're racking in the six seven ten twelve points each turn instead i think that's the fantastic piece about it is everybody's playing their own game their own way and the points kind of stack up relatively similar because you're using the same dice and you're using a shared role to make your decisions off of and that's a beautiful factor the one big thing that i need to call out on this roll and write game that other roll and write games tend to not do because everybody's making the same decisions off the same die result which is a very hallmark staple of roll and write games. Roll, everybody's using the same things, and it's personal choices that deviate the scores and deviate the playability. But most roll and write games don't last that many rolls. A dozen rolls in a roll and write game is pretty high in most. This game, you can go so many rounds because you play until you're done. And much like pinball, you just keep playing until you're out of all three of your balls. So while the games last longer than most roll and write games, which is a bit of a downturn on it, and we'll talk about that, but it's also one of its benefits that the variance of what players have available to them because of those choices and how long and how many rolls end up happening in a full game, you see wildly different outcomes from it. Likewise, in most roll and write games, you usually fill something in and it's done forever. This game does not have that in all capacity. There are some features like you only get your multipliers once 
per game. You only get so many nudges, but your bumpers and your targets, you can cycle through and reset them and keep going. That's what adds to the longevity. But honestly, that's another thing that like, that's how pinball works. So if it didn't work like that, it wouldn't feel like it's a pinball game. By sticking so heavily to the theme of the game, it did so many changes to a roll and write game that it's just this amazing little nugget of, I would not have expected that. So, what were some of the challenges or opportunities? Some of the zones didn't always give you as many options as you probably wanted. Some of them gave us a lot of options and other ones not so much. I would have liked to have a little bit more options on a couple of those other zones within the pinball. For it being based off of pinball game, I think it's great. I think it's good that it gives you a lot of options. I think for me, I don't know, I guess I have a hard time playing actual pinball games for quite a while. So this definitely took longer than what a standard pinball game would take for me. So I think that is what kind of puts me off a little bit on it. I think it was really great, but I think that just knowing that I have to have more time, I like to play quickly on a pinball machine and granted I'm not very good, <laughs> but I like to do that and you know, get through and then move on to the next one and kind of keep going. Even though it's long, and you get your money's worth out of it, I think, you know, it would be nice if it was a little bit faster, but I guess also at that point, then less options. So <laughs> I think just kind of evening out those zones a little bit more would probably help with that. How about you? So this is not an introductory to roll and write games. So this is something you probably should be playing after you're familiar with roll and write mechanics because there are way more choices than most roll and write games and they reset on. So there's a lot of that that can be a challenge in the game. I feel there's also a bit of a learning curve for each table. If you play Carnival, and then want to go to Dragon Slayer next as your next table. There's core mechanics that will transfer knowledge of like basics of how things work, but the entire table, it's like switching pinball tables. There's different mini games, there's different features, there are different ways you have to interact with the game or to get those points, which granted is a little bit of a bonus because then you're not burnt out on the four different arcades all the time because they are very vastly different, but I've put this as an opportunity because since they are so different from each other the learning curve on each table is its own learning curve i don't feel that you can easily switch mindsets from one table to the next unless you've already played before the other opportunity is i do find that as much as i love the fact that there is this long permanence of what is going on and like all the choices spiraling out into multiple possibilities it games take a little bit too long if you're really good at them much like a regular pinball game and if you're playing with a group players will be done at different times and having players sit around waiting for someone to finish is a little exciting but mostly not exciting. It emulates the, what you do in an actual pinball arcade where someone's racking up a lot of points or hitting multiples. Like They will gather a crowd to watch how the game plays out because it's just exciting. But it's faster and more high-strung where this, you kind of get everybody watching you because they have to watch you rather than they want to watch you. I feel that's where one of the opportunities is. The theme hurts it a little bit in that capacity because that's how pinball works, but at the same time, this is a board game where everybody's waiting on the person to finish. Right. You're not all finishing at the same time like a, some roll and write games in that. Right. So. 
It's just a couple opportunities, I feel, that could turn people away from the game. The only other one I would say is most Roll and Write games go over four players. This one does not, unless you buy multiple copies. I will say that is a way around it. The hard limit is you get four boards, and everybody needs their own board to write on, because you can't photocopy it. It's not like most Roll and Write's a score pad where you can rip off extra, hey, let's play eight people, no problem, eight scores, go. Right. So that, that would be the only other opportunity, is if you have more than four players who want to play at the same time, you're going to want a second copy. On the slight flip side of that, it works really well if you combine two copies, because it's a Roll and Write game, you're just rolling one set of dice. Now eight people are just going off of that one set of dice right. the same way. Doesn't hurt the game by combining two sets, quote unquote, but just one of those limitations of the design. So twenty four ninety nine is the MSRP for Super Skill Pinball Four K. Mindy, how do you feel that hits? I think that's actually a really good price for the amount of play that you get for the time frame that you're spending on it, and especially for being a, a sturdy dry erase board. It comes with the little dry erase markers, which you know to start with is great, and then also you get four options in there too, which is really good. And I think it's a really good price for a game that you can play with four people or you can play by yourself as well. Honestly, I think that's a really great price for it. What do you think? I think it's a fantastic price for the fact that you get four distinctly different pinball tables. So even as a solo game, $24.99, you've got kind of four games built off the same engine, and they're all interesting, they're all different, and you're going to have a lot of fun with it. And like you said, a lot of time with it too. And it supports up to four players, and if you double that to $49.98, you're getting up to eight players that's still pretty good as far as as most high player count games that go that aren't in the party game family still you know if you still want to look at like your categories taboo party you know telestrations party games yes those are going to be significantly cheaper but for a high design game to support eight players fifty dollars is still a really good price for it i think you get a lot out of the box i think there is lots of value for that honestly they probably could have gone to thirty dollars and probably would still be pretty the price i can see that you do get a lot of gameplay out of it, either by yourself, with people, time-wise, you know, mm-hmm. dry erase, just you're not wasting stuff, too, so. And it's in uh, about as small box as it can get. Right. Because the box is the size of the boards that are inside of it, so there's, like, no wasted space. This thing is streamlined as best it can be. So, recommendations. Who would you like to recommend? Super Skill Pinball 4K4. Anybody who loves pinball, first of all, that would love like a little board game portion. Not if you love pinball and don't like board games. I mean, even just normal people, I think it's really good. I think once you have an understanding, obviously, of roll and write, it would be kind of recommended for anybody that nice like feel of getting your points and like you're only worried about yourself but you know you can kind of see what your other people are doing to try and kind of okay what do i need to do to rack up my points so that's who i would recommend it for is anybody who really does like pinball and really does like board games or roll and rights and want to spend some time on a roll and write game who would you recommend it for very much the same group i think this is great for people who really love roll and write games because it adds popular elements 
And also, if you're a pinball fan and looking for an analog version of it, this is it. Right. They make virtual pinball games, and they do very well on that, and it's a different feel than a real pinball table. But if you want a casual, like, no electronics night, still want that pinball feel, Mm -hmm. this is it. So that has been the Tabletop Arcanum's review of Super Skill Pinball 4K, put out by WizKids. Thank you for listening. This has been Justin. And Mindy. You can find us on all the standard social medias like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can also find us on YouTube and Twitch. Make sure you like, subscribe, leave us a comment, hit that bell notification, whatever it is on that platform. Make sure you stay up to date. As always, happy gaming. Happy gaming. Tabletop Arcanum produced by Justin Taylor. This episode was hosted by Justin Taylor and Mindy Taylor. Mixing and editing by Richard Geese. Original theme by Paul Moore and Isaac Gilbert. Check the description for this episode's featured background music. You can follow us on most social media platforms. Be sure to like, subscribe, and follow. And leave us a review if you would. As always, thanks for listening. Thank you.